This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Alrighty, welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio. Steve Olsher hanging out with you live here in Club Pod. That would be on Clubhouse for those of you who are like, what the hell is Club Pod? Man, what are we going to do here, folks? Real interesting moment in time. The 2020 census is in. Lots of really interesting findings taking place. And uh, I got to tell you, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's, um, it's going to scare some people, I think. And, uh, and so it'll be really interesting to see what happens here over the next little while in terms of what some of the public response is to the findings. But uh, as we reinvent things here on Reinvention Radio and uh, the United States continues to reinvent itself, um, pretty interesting in, in the world. And I will tell you that from my perspective... Uh, this is this is a good thing. This is a really interesting thing. And at the end of the day here, I think we have an opportunity uh, like no other time that we've ever had here in the history of of our country to to really band together and see that we are much more alike than uh, we ever are different. And the stats are certainly proven that out. So it's interesting because uh, and I'll just do a quick synopsis here. Uh, basically what they're saying is that the United States population is, quote, much more multiracial and more racially and ethnically diverse than what we measured in the past. This is from Nicholas Jones, who's the director of Race, Ethnicity, Research, and Outreach for the Census Bureau's Population Division. Uh, And this was recently said at a press conference. He goes on to say that, quote, although the white alone population decreased by 8.6% since 2010, the white in combination population saw a 316% change during the same period. So that means over the last 10 years, while the number of people who simply check the box of being just white uh, is very, very uh, low and decreasing the number of people checking the boxes of, you know, hey, I've got multiple things going on here uh, in my in my race, in my nationality, in my ethnicity. Uh, that was a 316% increase. So nevertheless, Joan says that the white population remains the largest group in the United States, but overall the data is showing a more complex country capturing both the diversity that was already present, as well as changes in the past 10 years. So for those of you, and um, a lot more details will come out here with the, with the 2020 census, but what's, uh, what's really interesting since the 2010 census, according to this article, is that the disruption of the coronavirus pandemic could mean thousands of Black and Hispanic Americans were undercounted in the census. So in other words, those numbers could be even higher in terms of the number of people who would consider themselves to be, uh, according to this, a uh, a portion or a a part of the quote-unquote combination population where they would check more than one box. And so because of the the quarantine uh, and a lot of things that took place in the spring, it made it more difficult for them to deliver questionnaires to the hard-to-reach people. So pretty interesting. And what's really interesting, too, 
is that when you when you look at the the numbers in terms of how this impacts uh, the House of, of Representatives as an example, right? Because as the population growth shifts, then what ends up happening is the districts start to shift and you end up with more people in certain districts than others as the population shifts and moves and, and just re everything gets reconfigured. So the it's interesting because Texas actually gained two seats in the House of Representatives. So uh, between 2010 and 2020, the population shifted uh, so much so that two seats in the House were gained by the state of Texas. And in Colorado and Florida and Montana and North Carolina, as well as Oregon, they all gained one seat. Now, here's where it gets really interesting, and I'd love to play a little game with you guys. Um, come on up if you'd like to take a guess as to the the states that actually lost a seat as far as the new census is concerned. Come on up and take a guess. Who, who wants to take a guess here? There are five states that actually lost a seat. So who lost a seat in this new census? Come on, nobody wants to play? You guys got to play. All right, we'll, we'll play. Right, I'll play for you. All right, real simple. I'll, uh, it's, that's fine. I'm not mad at you. Here we go. So um, interesting uh, Pennsylvania and West Virginia, actually it's more than five states, Pennsylvania and West Virginia all lost one house seat. Okay, well, you know, cold weather environments, mm, that sometimes happens as people move to to warmer climates as we did. Um, and Ohio could be in that in that realm as well, in, in Michigan and Illinois as well. So Illinois, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia all lost one house seat. So Midwest, and of course the the northeast right so what's interesting though is that in addition to that new york again kind of northeast there a little bit in the east there they lost a seat um but uh, illinois and california also lost seats in this in this recent uh, in this recent census so really interesting because what they're saying is that this shift is going to potentially affect the 2022 midterm elections and whether or not the Democrats can hold on to control of the House. So really interesting. A lot of people are like, eh, you know what? I'm not going to fill out the census. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It does matter. And I will tell you that it, this is one of those things where it's like, you know, people are like, eh, my vote doesn't matter. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to vote. Doesn't, it's got no impact. It's got no, whatever. Nobody, nobody cares. We saw in this recent election that actually it made quite a bit of difference, especially uh, as you got into Georgia and the two Senate runoffs and, and what you saw happen there were just a very, very small margins of victories for the, for the Democrats, right? So really interesting to see how every single vote matters. Well, it's the same thing with the census. Now, the interesting thing about the census is you've got to wait 10 years before you can go ahead and take part in the next census. This is one of those things that only happens once every 10 years. And for those of you who didn't fill it out and whatnot, you can see how it starts to impact potentially where you live in the districts and, and everything else. So it's it's just super interesting to see how the census can have such an incredible impact on uh, in our lives in ways that we never really thought were even possible just based on checking a, a few simple boxes. So very interesting to see how the census will play out here in terms of the redrawing of the districts, how it affects what's going on here. But ultimately, uh, you know, we continue to grow as a country, right? I mean, the U.S. population grew 
by over 22 million people from 2010 to over 331 million people. But the reality is it's actually a slower rate of increase than in previous decades. And so since the 1950s, there's a guy by the name of Mark Perry, who was a senior demographer. I didn't even know that was such a thing. A senior demographer in the Bureau's Population Division. What Mark Perry said was that since the 1950s, percentage increases have generally been declining each decade. And so this past decade's 7.4% increase was in fact the second lowest percentage increase ever. And only the 1930s had slower growth than the decade between the 2010 census and the 2020 census. So I guess the question is, why are we growing so slowly? Are, are millennials choosing not to have kids? Are Gen X and Gen Y and Gen Z having less kids? Like, you know, I guess that's the question, right? Is what's what's going on here and why are we seeing such slower population growth? I mean, we know that it's expensive for sure to have children, right? I mean, we know that to be the case. So that certainly could be part of it. But why else? I mean, why else are we seeing such low growth rates in terms of our population? Dimple, what's going on? What are your thoughts on this? Well, I part of the reason is I think more and more people are deciding that they don't want to have kids or they're waiting um, until they get older to have kids. And in the past, they had kids at a young age. And I think a lot of people's kids right now, nowadays, are their pets. And they don't really want kids. And it wasn't that way maybe, you know, 20 years ago. But times are changing. I also think a lot of people are concerned about having kids and raising kids in today's day and age where the world is the way that it is, right? Um, it's also a big responsibility. It's also a big financial responsibility. And I think that now, you know, so many people have pets and their pets are like their kids. And sometimes they're just happy and content with that. Um, so I think that more and more people are having less children because yeah. they really don't want the responsibility and they already have maybe two dogs and those are literally their children and they treat them like their children. They're part of the family. Um, so that's, that's my opinion. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, obviously there are people who feel exactly that way. And in terms of what you're expressing here, because a lot of people that I know, I mean, if they're even having kids, they're having one or maybe two max, but in terms of the number of families nowadays that are having more than two kids, you just don't you just don't see it as much as you used to. Like the number of friends that I have that have more than two kids is a very small percentage. Scott, what uh, what are you thinking there? Well, I'm going to probably piss off the younger generation, but I think Dimple uh, nailed it in that. Uh, the last couple generations, let's say your 20, 20 plus and 30 plus uh, people came from that. Everybody's a winner. Everybody got a trophy, kind of selfish generations. And I think that they're a little less interested in sharing their life with uh, children, which, you know, if they had them, they'd feel differently. But this is before having them. And then I think the other Steve, is that it's a scary world, especially the last two or three years. There's been so much craziness in the school system and the everything, I mean, that's been going on, the, maybe even the last five years. I think there's a little more apprehension in bringing kids into 
the world right now. I, I could be oversimplifying it, but mm -hmm. uh, it's definitely scary. Thank you. I'm off. Yeah, no, I appreciate the the insight on that, and I think you're you're absolutely right as well. Is at least here in the in America, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how population growth in other countries is, and that's the census data that I would love to be able to see and compare and contrast it to, because obviously we're talking about what's going on here in the states, and it's it, you know it's kind of in a vacuum, right, to some extent, because do other countries and their people feel the same way? Are, are they also then holding off on, on having more kids and, or, or not having kids at all? And is it the same thing in, in the other countries as well in terms of are becoming more and more of a sort of a, a, a melting and a melding pot, if you will, of different ethnicities and, and nationalities? Like I know that our children are certainly in, in, in that they, they would fit that definition, right? I mean, I would have checked the box as being white, because I am being of Polish and Russian descent. And my wife is uh, Polish and Peruvian, so she would check the box of, of being Hispanic. And so our kids are 50% Polish, 25% Russian, and 25% Peruvian, which means that they would, then, they would now and they will check the box of, of being Hispanic. So we're starting to see more and more of that melding. It'll just be interesting to see if this emboldens those who are, uh, let's just say, uh, of a certain mindset, right? Because, again, as you as you look at these numbers and these numbers now come out and people are starting to say things to themselves in that particular camp, like, see, I told you, things are, are going to hell in a handbasket. Right? And, and I think that's how a lot of those sort of people think, like everything's being taken away from them. The world is, and in this case, their country is being taken away from them. And it's all becoming this huge melting pot of, of crazy that they don't want to be a part of. And they want things to go back to exactly how they were. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here in the upcoming election insofar as how this data is used. I would be real curious to see what's going to happen here because my hunch and Jacob, I, I grabbed you there. So feel free to come on up. Yeah. And so my hunch is that you'll start to see some of the folks who are of that mindset, especially in the political arena, lean on this data and really start to say, you know, look folks, we, we have a huge problem here and we've got to do something about it. Well, the fact is that, you know, that, that boulders are ro already rolling downhill. There ain't a whole hell of a lot you're going to be able to do, but be curious to see what uh, what happens in in that regard, Jacob. What uh, what are your thoughts, man? Can everyone hear me? Okay. Yeah, we're good. So Scott definitely did have a point. Um, I'm actually of the millennial generation, and there there is a part of uh, my generation that definitely views it as not wanting to share. Um, I think a lot of it has been forced upon us as a generation. Uh, we get a lot of lies told to us, especially through uh, media, um, whether it be social media, movies, TV shows, a, a lot of uh, common themes about how having kids is such a terrible thing and it changes your life and you're just gonna be miserable 
So who's telling you that? <laughs> Who, who's telling you that? It's, it's a pretty common theme to see in movies, TV shows. Ah. Um, which I personally don't partake. I don't. I don't go to the movies. I don't watch. But I, you're I'm saying that in some movies you, you feel like that's the message that's being put forth is, is having kids is, is potentially... Well, it's, it's repetitive message that I've noticed for about a decade and a half now, now that I've been paying attention to it. So <clears throat> I do think that it's... Why? I... I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it it definitely does play a part in a lot of it. So yeah, I, I agree. Did just want to add that. Yeah, I agree. And and thanks for that. And and look, you know, the reality is, sure, there you're starting to get you know more and more folks taking a particular stance, and that's showing up in in pop culture, whether that is through the TV shows or the you know or the. Uh, I mean, even the the videos that you see on YouTube, I mean, whatever it might be, you have a lot more people taking a particular position, which is fine. And ultimately, that's what makes this this world go round and, and makes our country go round in terms of being able to have that ability to, to share thoughts and, and free speech. And that's, uh, you know, I don't think anyone's trying to take that away from anyone by any stretch of the imagination, except for those who feel like, you know, it's it's a whole different situation with the coronavirus, but we won't we won't get into that. But what I will say um, is that, you know, when we look at the population, we look at the census and we look at what's going on here, I, I think it's very interesting to to recognize that what what is happening right now is simply a reflection of the evolution of what America was always intended to be. Right. And so it, it, it'll become an interesting topic of conversation to see how people are like, well, you know, this is like on one hand, this is how the country was built and how it was designed, right? To be this great melting pot and melding of people from all over the world and, you know, Statue of Liberty, right? I mean, bring your, your, your sick, bring your weary, we'll take care of you. And ultimately, that's what ended up happening. And, here we are now with with far too many who believe that we need to change sort of the guidelines upon which this country was originally built. And so I, I, I just I will just simply say this, which is I'm going to sit back and I'm going to wait and I'm going to see what these messages are and how people are going to start leaning into what they're finding here in the census. Because at the end of the day here, Things, if you're sitting of a certain mindset and you're sitting in a certain place in the table, you know, this is this is going to make people scared. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, let's just simply wait and uh, and kind of see what those messages look like and, and make sure that we listen uh, with an understanding of the fact that those messages that that certain people are going to want to put forth here, are not reflective of what's going on in reality here as far as literally what's going on on a daily basis in our communities. And so take a look at it, read it, see what you think. I'd be curious to hear what your feedback is on on the census as you have a chance to go through it. 
and uh, and we'll continue this discussion. But I appreciate the thoughts. I appreciate the insight. Uh, and ultimately, I hope you 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 do read it and you read it with an open mind and you keep this dialogue going because uh, it'll be real interesting to see how things shake out over the uh, over the next little while here as this gets into more hands. All right, my friends, we're going to leave it at that. And uh, and of course, as always, I appreciate you being here. And we will talk to you again on Reinvention Radio. If you're a part of Club Pod, we welcome you to our community. Welcome you hanging out here. If you're not a part of Club Pod, obviously put your thumb on that little greenhouse here. Lie with us on Clubhouse. Join us in Club Pod. Make sure you're following myself and Dimple and Scott up here on stage. Uh, and of course, if you're into podcasts, which you are since you're here on Club Pod, Make sure you grab a free lifetime subscription to Podcast Magazine at clubpod.club. We'd love to have you join us for that journey and stay here in Club Pod as we begin exploring more conversations in terms of what this census means and how it's impacting people and, uh, and, and where we're headed. So we'll continue the conversation, and we'll talk to you next time here on Reinvention Radio and Club Pod. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit reinventionradio.com. 